everybody. Thank you for joining us on the October edition of the YBH Podcast. My name is Adam Sparlett. And my name is Jeff Thurlow. Hey, we want to thank everybody. Happy Halloween coming up soon. Uh, and also, this time of year, Jeff, what is the best safety message for this time of year? It's deer strikes. Deer. Gotta love the deer. It's getting cold out again. Uh, deer will be on the move for a lot of obvious reasons. Um, and some here are some statistics. Approximately a million and a half deer-related car accidents annually. That, that's a, a lot. That's a big number. There are actually a, between 175 and 200 fatalities every year and 10,000 injuries. That's deer crazy. Studies. I wouldn't, yeah. think, I wouldn't think it'd be that high. Uh, the biggest states that are known, obviously, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, and Ohio have been in the top 10 states for fatal deer collisions every year. Wow. So, guys, just you know, be on the lookout. Obviously, Adam, feeling route, we're, we're not running on the interstates as much. We're running on those you know, highways and byways and all that. Yeah, it's um, a little more likely on a U.S. highway to, to run into deer. Especially in the morning yep. uh, and at dusk. Yeah, in the morning, dusk, that's when they tend to travel the most. They uh, they like to bunker down when it's cold. And so typically in, at evenings, they're headed to find a place to sleep. In mornings, they're waking up, getting ready to, or in mornings, they're getting ready to find a place to sleep. And in evenings, they're coming out to go eat. Yep. So keep your head moving. Look for those deer moving across the fields and jumping across the road. And hopefully you can prevent them from getting in front of you. Jeff, thanks for the safety message. Uh, let's wait. Whoa, what was, what, hey, what's, what's going hey, on? Hey, 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 guys. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Listen, it's Gretchen and Mindy here. We're taking this show over. Yeah, get out. Get go. out. Time to go. I guess it's time to go. I guess it's time We're to about go. to up the ratings. We got this. Go. Let's go. Move on, boys. Hey, everybody. It's Gretchen and Mindy here. We're taking over this show because it is... Women in Trucking Month, along with Breast Cancer Awareness. I'm going to introduce you to Mindy. Mindy, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Mindy Adamson, Senior Supervisor of the Fuel Department. I've been working here since August of 1999. So that was a long time ago. That was that, that was a long time it ago. It feels like a lo- like light years ago. That was pre-husband and pre-kids. That was before it all. And, and what year was that again, Mindy? 1999. And I partied like it was 1999. No, not really. Did you? Well, I'm afraid I've got you beat by a couple of years. This is Gretchen Jackson. I now am a business now analyst in the IT department, but I started my career in 1991. I was 12 years old. You know, I had to get to work at the age of 12. And I started in the safety department literally back in the day whenever it was filing cabinets and we had paper files. Now with all the new technology, blah, 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 we've come light years sooner, but um, spent most of my career in the recruiting department. So shout out to the recruiting team. Now I'm down in the IT department. So here we are. Here we are. A lot of years later. You, you don't look much over, much over 12 anyway. Thank you. I appreciate that, Mindy, yeah. you either. Thank you. So why are we taking over this show, Mindy? We have an overwhelming amount of women listening to this podcast, and we thought that it would be great if some ladies came in here and hosted the show. At the ante a little bit. So with that said, our first guest and interview is Tracy Crane, Senior Manager of Fleet Maintenance. Welcome, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Uh, Again, my name is Tracy Crane. I am Senior Manager of Road Service, and I actually started out in the safety department and uh, working in logs and moved up from there through um, logs to accidents and claims, then uh, became the log supervisor and 
spent the last six years as the compliance manager until about two years ago, and at that point I became senior manager over the road service group. Wow, so how long have you actually been with CFI? Uh, this will be my 23rd year as of last month. Holy cow. We, we've already talked about like the age groups as whenever Mindy and I started. I was 12. How old were you? <laughs> I was I was maybe 14. Okay, that's that's good. That's good. So in your 23 years here, how has the industry changed as it relates to women? Well, I mean, it's still a male in, uh, male dominated industry, but more and more women are seeing the benefits of becoming a professional driver. Uh, so I, like here at CFI, I believe our um, women make up 14% of our driving force, which is, I think, almost double what the industry standard is. And um, yeah, I think they see that as an opportunity because um, driver pay is based off of experience, not uh, gender, as well as um, it gives them the opportunity to really kind of be their own boss, um, like every other driver who you know, enjoys that, that opportunity. So I think we've seen more and more women come into the driving side of things, but as well we've seen that change within the office as well. And, and we just continue to see more and more women move into um, higher level positions. I mean, we have two female executives. Yeah, so that's fantastic information. And you know, as long as I've been here, which is a little bit over the time you have, I have kind of seen the industry evolve in similar fashion. So I would, I would have to agree with you. Um, why do you think more women, and I know you kind of answered this, um, are migrating more? I mean, it is, they're, they're the, they are their own bosses out on the road. Mindy, what do you think? I think it's pay. I think that women are moving into the industry because of pay. Yeah, I would have to agree. It is an industry where people can go to work with minimal amount of education and actually make really good money starting out the gate. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Tracy, how does having a diversified workforce benefit CFI? That's a great question, Gretchen. Um, the way I see it, if we can have a diversified workforce, then we bring into the equation a lot of different personalities, ideas, and perspectives that can really build this company. So um, look at it this way. If we have a process, and this is a process we've had for years and years, and nobody new comes into it, then, then we just continue down that path. But one of the great things we do here at CFI is when we start looking at something like that, we'll bring people in from different departments who don't have any experience with that process or that department, that group, and they can provide kind of that outside view and say, well, why are we doing this? Or, or you know, how come this process exists like this? And ask the questions that everybody else kind of just assumes is, is supposed to be there. So I think that's one of the great benefits of, of having a diver diversified workforce. I'm sitting here and I'm shaking my head, and this is the podcast. Like, you guys can see me all shaking my head, or you can possibly hear it. Right, Mindy? That's right. I can definitely see you shaking your head. <laughs> she's agreeing she's excited about what's being said um, we both are I actually think of uh, Tracy as, as one of our trailblazers here at CFI when it comes to women in leadership and women in trucking uh, she actually began our women in leadership group here at CFI um, so that that gets me really excited and I'm it's it's a pleasure to have you on the show today Tracy all right, knowing you had so much to do with women in leadership and women in trucking here at CFI, uh, what have what have we done here at CFI to promote and encourage women? Uh, well, we've done a lot, honestly. Um, looking at what we've done for our, our female drivers, um, we participate and donate to truck, uh, Truckers Against Trafficking. 
We maintain new equipment which offers more adjustment options to fit a variety of um, drivers. Um, we, we also, with newer equipment, it means fewer breakdowns, which is, is something that, that female drivers are, are interested in, uh, according to uh, statistics. Uh, as far as women in the office, I, mean, I think we've really expanded our roles within the, the company over the last several years. I mean, like I, I said earlier, you know, we've got representation at all levels within the company, all the way up to the executive team, which is, is awesome. I, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, women in uh, leadership, and that's an organization that, that kind of grassroots started about three years ago, unofficially, with a group of women meeting on their lunch hour, just talking about topics to help build each other. Yeah, and by the way, that was Tracy Crane's original idea and founded that whole project. I did, but it was really just an effort to try and give women an opportunity to, to grow within the organization, and it was something that didn't exist, so uh, we were excited to, to see about um, a year and a half ago the, the company recognized it officially, uh, so we started meeting during business hours, and we expanded that just this last year to include all women, um, so we have a monthly meeting, and um, women whether in the office or, or uh, our driving force are all welcome to attend. We have a, a page out there on Workplace, so go check us out. Um, but and, and, and even we've opened it up to, to everyone. I mean, it's not... Yeah, it's not just specific to women. Yeah, so, I often... I, mean, I try to gear it towards women, but we absolutely encourage anyone from the company to attend. I think it's, it's a good development opportunity for, for anyone. Yeah, I often take what I learn there and bring it back to the area that I work in. I have a gentleman that works right next to me all the time, and I, I love to share that information. And he actually uh, made a comment this yesterday, actually, that he would like to go to the next one. So, I mean, it's definitely for everyone. The information that's being put out there is for everyone. It's not just for women. It's, I believe that the women leadership gave us the support maybe that we needed you know, to yeah, absolutely, to, and the boldness. I, I agree. It, it it does give us the support. You know, and and I can appreciate the fact because we really wanted that group to be more diversified by including the entire support staff. So to Tracy's point, we want everybody to attend. It's more of training functions. Randy Cornell gave a great presentation that is out there on workplace for you guys to view. Um, so that's just another thing that we do. I think also to promote and encourage women, or what we do to try to recruit and retrain females is, is our safety practices. I mean, we preach that we are the captain of our own ship. So if if it's not safe, shut down. Absolutely. There's safety techniques, park under a light, park before dark, do what you need to do to make sure that you're personally safe, buddy systems, um, and those types of things. I mean, safety is really number one of our core value. Tracy working in the road service and dealing with all the breakdowns, I'm sure that you can attest to that and just making sure that we educate everybody on the best, safest practices. What are what are some safety practices that you all do? I, I'll give you an example of mine. Um, I feel like I've created these safety rituals like when I'm leaving my vehicle. Say, say we're parking at the store, right? And I get out of the car and I always have my bag kind of in front of me and I always have my keys. It doesn't mean that I live in fear. It just means that I always have this safety thing around me where I want to make sure I'm aware of my surroundings or what's going on. I want to park in a well-lit place, just like Gretchen said. Um, what are some rituals or anything that you guys might have? Anything that's safety? 
So I'm probably the worst person to ask. It drives my husband crazy because I don't necessarily park under a light. I don't necessarily park close to the building. I don't necessarily do those things. But the one thing that I do do is I walk with my shoulders thrown back with a purpose. I look straight ahead and I, I'm not meek, mild, and cowering. So I look unapproachable. Even though I am, I'm the nicest person and can talk to anybody. But I look unapproachable whenever I am out moving around. Make yourself big. Make myself big. Yeah, you do. It's not hard to do. No. Anyways, Tracy, anything you you got to add to that? That was great grammar, by the way. You got to add. Well, doo-doo was great grammar, too. Yeah, I I, I like that one. Um, So I I think more than anything, I try to be aware of my surroundings and um, just, you know, scanning the area being aware of you know who's who's around and 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 being conscious of that and and adjusting if, if i feel like there's a situation that's not safe excellent hey tracy thanks so much for joining us we one more thing i saw I, that finger I, I did have something else we could add in um somewhere so um when we were talking about um how we've encouraged women within cfi uh i think Road Service Department is a great example of that. Not only is it led by uh, a woman, but my department is actually made up of, of more than 50% women. And, and that's in a department that is probably, um, even today, still assumed to be more of a male-dominated area of maintenance. Um, but we, we found that it's really not about gender. It's about finding people who have that desire to learn, who want to problem solve, and who want to help our drivers. That's yeah. exciting. That is real exciting. That is good. And I couldn't agree with you more. It's really, that's not a gender-specific thing. It's finding the right person for the right role. Yes. And being able to have that conversation and be empathetic and problem solving and understanding to get what needs to be done uh, done as soon as possible. Absolutely. So, yep. Great point, Tracy. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Mindy, any last uh, No, thank you, Tracy. I really appreciate you being here today. Next up, we have Adam Sparlin, Fuel Optimization Supervisor. Adam, how are you doing? Uh, Well, I mean, you kicked me off my own show and then invited me back. How does that make you feel? Weird. Let's just go with weird. (laughs) Do you feel like you've changed spots? I, you know, the chair, it, it's weird to be in this chair, to be honest with you. It's uh, a different view, and uh, I'm not sure I like it. Well, that really isn't a chair, so that's probably why it's weird to you. Okay, good call. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we going to talk about, Adam? Well, uh, you know, it's, there's some changes coming up with, with fuel a little bit. And, uh, Mindy, I know you've known about this for a little bit, but it's uh, something we probably just want to make sure everybody kind of knows is happening, I guess. But this IMO 2020. I knew you were going to bring that up. Well, you know, it's it's important, I guess. But it, it means International Maritime Organization, which is really funny to be talking about it in trucking. But, well, Mindy, what exactly does it mean? What's changing? Yeah, basically the... All of the maritime vessels, is that right? Is that how you say that? Uh, the ships, the big ships. Yeah, so well, all of them. Containers. Yeah, basically ships use high sulfur fuel, and in order for them to switch over by this January 1st, 2020 deadline. They have to be using the same fuel supply that trucks use. Right. In other words, so 
obviously the concern is that there's going to be you know some effect on on fuel pricing and fuel availability maybe oh yeah they're they're actually i say they i mean so many analysts they're Things are far apart right now. We have some saying that it could affect anywhere from a nickel to 50 cents a gallon difference in the price of diesel. Um, We should, if there's going to be a change, we should start to see this change late fourth quarter, like going into December, and then starting to see it really switch over January, February, and March. Well, you know, I guess the, the important thing to, to understand from a trucking perspective is what kind of impact it's going to have on, on you as a driver. And I guess it probably really depends on where you fall. Are, are you driving for a company or are you, are you paying for your own fuel? Uh, you know, companies you know, like CFI, they're making plans, they're watching it. Big thing is we're observing it and being ready for it. You know, we've got systems in place like Fuel and Route that, you know, we're pretty good about using and, and watching our fuel cost already and so you know for us it's going to be about doubling down and being really good with that system but you know if you're purchasing your own fuel and you know who whoever if you're using a com data or an efs system whoever it is they they all have good apps that let you look through and see your fuel prices so that you know if you're going from from laredo to minneapolis you can look through your entire route and see what fuel prices are along your route and make a choice. So that way you know you're you're always getting that best price. So even though the prices may go up, you can still take best advantage of the cost. Yeah, that's good information. Just be diligent. Be diligent about where you're fueling and how much you're using, um, how much fuel you're using, how much money you are paying for that fuel. Just be diligent. Yeah, and obviously if you see a big hike, things like fuel economy are gonna be a really big deal. So minimizing your idle, you know, maybe reducing speed a little bit, as uncomfortable as that is to talk about sometimes, you know, maybe dropping three, four miles an hour can help and save, save a lot, lot of fuel in your transit. So Absolutely. You know. Hey, Adam, thanks for rejoining us. That was some great information for our drivers. But boom, drop the mic, Mindy. I think we killed it. All right, I'm going to go get Jeff. Bring him back in here. Okay. I guess if we have to give... We have to invite them back. But, hey, while she's getting Jeff, I just want to let you guys know, thank you for everything you do. You guys are professional drivers. And, listen, I have been here 28 years working only with drivers, and I am well aware that without you guys out there doing the very difficult job and struggling with the day-to-day tasks that you guys have to deal with, we would not be sitting in here in these offices. So thank you very much. I appreciate it for the last several years. You guys have fed my family, allowed me to buy cars, and pay for my home. So, thank you. Appreciate everything you do. Uh oh, here comes Jeff. Uh, I guess we're back. Yeah. Um, well, Jeff, I know you missed a lot of that. Apparently, I had to interview on our own show. How, how strange was that, Adam? Different. Very different. <laughs> But, uh, well, um, I guess we don't have anything else to really talk about. Is there, is there any announcements we need to make? Yeah. Uh, you know, we remember back when we first started doing this as the podcast, um, May and November were going to be the original format of the calls. Oh, that's right. We weren't going to get to talk to anybody in so, November. So we're going to have to give it back up to the executives and see how they do with this. I guess we'll let them do it. I think they're skilled enough they can probably handle yeah, it. will probably be all right. Well, all right. Well, what are we going to wrap this up with? Um, 
you know, I guess uh, the the only thing we can really talk about Christmas is coming. Um, you know, we talked about about there being more deer on the road before we lost our show, uh, but now that we're back, we can talk about the fact there's going to be more traffic on the road. People are out and shopping. Um, you know, online retail online might be replacing retail, but there's still a lot more people on the roads going to those stores. So. Yeah, we've we've seen. Uh, the traffic's going to be up. The weather's going to be getting crazy again. We've already seen, you know, weather up in the northwest as we did that live podcast or the live uh, video on uh, workplace yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago. With I think it was like ended up being four or five feet of snow that got dumped up there. Yeah, the uh, black on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation in northern Montana, they saw over forty-four inches of snow. Yeah. So as always, guys and gals, shut down when when in doubt. Uh, you are the captain of the ships. Make sure you guys are always doing the right thing and. Uh, look forward to talking to you guys in, I guess, a couple months. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that that wraps it up for the October podcast. I, I'd just like to uh, thank thank everybody involved and, you know, Mindy and Gretchen for coming on and being a part of this show and uh, making it probably the best one yet. They're telling uh-huh. us that, right? They're, that's what they're telling us. So He was paid anyone, to say that. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm making an endorsement deal here. Uh, Anyway, thank you guys for everything that you do. Be safe out there. We'll talk to you again in December.